This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 384 for Thursday, January 4th, 2023. And in today's episode, I want to talk about photography resolutions in 2024 and how you can tackle them. Now, if you're like me or most any other photographer, you've most likely had times where you hit the wall creatively and you found it hard to get motivated to get out and shoot more. And today I'm going to try to give you new things to think about to get your creativity going once more. Now, since moving to North Carolina in 2021, I've personally been struggling with keeping my creativity going. There just doesn't seem to be as much to shoot in North Carolina as there was when I lived in Georgia. Now, I'm sure that's probably not true, but most anything really awesome that I'd love to shoot here is hours away by car. I looked for one weekend, for example, because I love shooting daytime long exposures of waterfalls, and I was disheartened to discover that the closest one to where I live is like a five or six hour drive one way. And that puts a serious damper on that idea, since I'm in no hurry to drive 10 to 12 hours round trip to photograph one waterfall. I do love museums and historical places, but I've already shot the North Carolina Science Museum in Raleigh like six or seven times, so I'm running out of reasons to go there anymore. Sure, they add new exhibits now and then, but the bulk of what they have stays the same. So, how do we keep our creativity going in situations like this? Well, I have some suggestions for you, and they are ones that I'm planning to use more in 2024 to get my creativity going once again. First off, try primes only. Now, if you truly want to challenge yourself in 2024, try shooting with only prime lenses. Now, prime lenses, as you may already be aware, are generally better optically than zoom lenses because they have fewer elements and groups than a zoom and fewer moving parts. Now, prime lenses can also tend to be more optically perfect than any zoom lens because of the more simplified design. Now, a good prime lens will also offer much more in aperture, allowing you to have an f1.8 or f1.4, or the really great ones might be f1.2 or even wider. I have a Mike lens that's f095, which is just crazy. Less than one aperture. Now, these super wide apertures will allow you to shoot in much lower light situations, and you can have a shallower depth of field than a zoom as well. You'll be able to more easily separate your subject from the background. And I'm not just talking about portraits either. 
You can use a good prime lens for shooting up close and personal to sculptures in a garden or of small objects or when doing product photography, macro photography even. But maybe you don't shoot product for a living. Hey, there's nothing says you can't do it as a hobby. Now, another advantage of shooting primes only is that generally speaking, it will lighten your kit more than when out shooting all day. Now, that may not be true if you have an f1.2 lenses or even wider, but as a general rule, primes will be lighter and more manageable than a zoom lens that's big and heavy. Now, shooting with primes only will also make you rethink your composition before you shoot. And you will have to move around more as well since you cannot just zoom to get a closer to the subject or to fill the frame. But what primes should you use? Well, all of the ones you own. Pick a focal length like 35 millimeters or 50 millimeters and just challenge yourself to go out and shoot all day with that one lens. See how that limitation forces you to rethink your composition and the field of view that you get. Now, 35 millimeters is of course the perfect lens for street photography. So that can be a second way at the same time to get out there and create as you are tackling two things at once if you've never done street photography before because now you're also getting a little bit more out of your comfort zone. Now, one thing to keep in mind with 35 millimeter is you can also do portraits with 35 millimeter, but keep in mind, you must stand at least 10 feet from your subject or their face is gonna be all wonky and distorted. It's not gonna look right, um, unless you're back a certain distance and 10 feet is generally good. Now, 50 millimeters can be a dream lens for portraits for some. So give that a try. Even if you only practice with your own friends and family, it can be a great way to get creative again and think outside your comfort zone. 50 millimeter can be so very versatile and it is close to the same field of view as the human eye. So you can think of things in those terms as well. You can still do landscapes with a 50 millimeter. You just cannot shoot as wide as say a 35 or a 24, but it can be done so what's stopping you from experimenting? Try a different genre. Now, another great way to just get your creativity going again is to shoot a new genre or style of photography that is not part of your norm. If you're primarily a portrait and wedding photographer, try shooting landscapes or wildlife instead on the side as a personal hobby. You might not have the lenses for shooting this new genre, but you can always pick up a third-party option that's less expensive than your first-party lenses from Canon, Nikon, Sony, Fujifilm, whoever. So you can keep that in mind. Also, maybe a used lens from someone like KEH or Use Photo Pros. Now, neither one of these companies are sponsors of the show. I just know that they're great sources for getting used gear. You don't need a super wide aperture lens to shoot landscapes either, since most of that photography is shot at F8 or F11 or even F16. So you can buy a much less expensive option than say an F1.2 or an F2.8. So it'll have less impact on your wallet. Now, when it comes to wildlife, 
If you don't have a nice long telephoto lens, you can always rent one from the folks at Lens Rentals. That's another possibility, just rent one. You can rent them for a week at a time, so that's pretty convenient. And then you don't have to spend lots of money buying a lens that you only use on occasion. Although I prefer to own lenses in various focal ranges and focal lengths, that even when I don't make money with them, just so I can be more creative when shooting for myself. Now, keep in mind, when shooting wildlife, you need to be even more patient than normal, as animals spook easily, and they won't just walk up to you for a photo shoot. You're going to have to work at it more. Find yourself a good spot to just sit and take in nature, and wait for the wildlife to sort of come to you, in a manner of speaking. Now, once you find a good spot, just park yourself in. You can use one of those camping chairs or some, and just wait for some nature to happen. Or you can use a hunting blind. They're great because they'll camouflage you very well from the animals. Now, birds can be a lot of fun to shoot, and you can usually see a nice variety of them in the wild, from robins to hawks to eagles to hummingbirds. You get a variety of sizes and colors in birds, which is a great, which is also great because you can break things up a little more. You might even have a bird sanctuary in your area that you can go to and make things easier on yourself. But you'll have to find a way to deal with shooting past the cages they are in, as that can be a hassle. Now, for landscapes, just go out hiking in your local area. Head to a county, state, or federal park, and you can capture all kinds of interesting landscapes fairly easily. Shoot a mountain range from a distance, or a line of trees, or even a single tree that you find interesting. Look for items to add into the foreground as well, such as boulders or other natural objects. Shoot seascapes from the local beach with people in the foreground, walking in the sand with the ocean behind them. You can use an app like PhotoPills to keep track of sunrise and sunset times and shoot those as well. Blue hour and golden hour are fantastic times to shoot landscapes or seascapes with all the beauty and color in the sky during these specific times of the day. Now, you're not going to get those colors every day. But be patient, because if you go out often enough, you'll get those pretty colors in the sky. The pinks, the oranges, the purples, just all kinds of cool colors. Now, consistently creating new content isn't easy, and it requires a lot of focus and energy. It can be hard to balance them. Too much energy, and you feel amped up and ready to just bounce off the walls instead of feeling dialed in. And now I found the perfect solution in this little shot called Magic Mind. Now, Magic Mind is perfect as I can easily incorporate it into my morning routine, and I don't have to cut out my coffee totally, just scale it back. Now, I used to start my mornings with six to eight cups of coffee, because as I've gotten older, I found it harder to get started in the morning, and coffee has always been my go-to vice for that. I spent years when younger in the Army and then some time as a truck driver while putting myself through college, and coffee was always there. The problem is you can have too much caffeine and not only feel amped up, but as you get older, it can also cause a high resting heart rate, which was a problem I was having until I found Magic Mind Shots. 
Now, Magic Mind is all natural with ingredients like matcha, which contains way less caffeine than coffee, but it also has additional compounds that make the caffeine absorb more slowly into your body, and it keeps you more evened out. Now, matcha also contains L-theanine that helps reduce stress, and it is the only one of several all-natural ingredients in Magic Mind. The rest you can read about on their website. With this little shot, I can be awake, alert, and focused all day and get things done, whether it's my IT work, photography, or making content for this podcast or my YouTube channel. I cut my coffee intake back to two cups a day and add Magic Mind, and I am good to go. And the shot tastes great as well. So if you're like me and your to-do list seems endless and you want to maintain focus and be less stressed and get things done without feeling amped up or crashing later on in the day, then you need to reach for Magic Mind like I did. Head on over to the link in the show notes, which is https colon slash slash www.magicmind.com forward slash P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. Because the Magic Mind team created a super offer for me to share with all of my listeners. You get up to 56% off with your first subscription in the next 10 days and 20% off your one-time purchase with my code, which is Photography20. That's P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y-2-0. But hurry up, as that 56% discount only lasts for 10 days from this episode airing, and then it's gone. Now, if you're lucky enough to live near any of the Sprouts Farmers Market locations across the country, you can also head on down to Sprouts and pick up a few bottles to give it a try, and then use that subscription discount to get more and save money at the same time. And I want to just go ahead and thank the good folks at Magic Mind for sponsoring today's episode. All right, the next item, personal projects. If you need to get your creativity going again, how about a personal project like I've been shooting for years with my Forgotten Pieces series? Now, you don't need to copy what I'm doing. Maybe old abandoned buildings and history is not your thing. That's no problem either. Shoot what you are passionate about, no matter what it is. Maybe you prefer to shoot high school sports like football or baseball, women's volleyball or basketball. You might have kids that are in t-ball or soccer or even lacrosse. Any of these sports can give you a good personal project to shoot, and you can share the images with the team and the players and their families. And I'm sure they'd appreciate that. Now, maybe you're into wildlife conservation, so you could shoot not only wildlife, but the devastation that man has had on habitats in our constantly building subdivisions or strip malls. You might be someone who's into conservation of our natural resources, and you can use that as your passion project, or even spend your time volunteering your photography to causes that you care about. You can offer your services as a volunteer to Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep, or for your local Lions Club, or whatever you choose. There are pretty much limitless possibilities when it comes to volunteering your services as a photographer, and it's a fantastic way to give back to your community. Road trips, vacations. The last one I want to throw at you 
is road trips on the weekend, where you can just choose some place you or your family would like to go, grab your camera, and go. You can take in state or federal parks, national forests, or anything else your heart desires. Many times, I just grab my camera and gassed up the car and hit the road for a day or even an entire weekend just to see what I could find to photograph. And if you're a regular listener, then you already know that is how my Forgotten Pieces of Georgia project was started. I was just randomly driving back roads in Georgia one weekend in 2015, and I came upon Sparta, Georgia, which was close to a ghost town at the time. And when I saw the dozens of closed-up shops on its main street, my project was born. Now, since I'm a history nut, I also love driving back roads and finding old cemeteries, as you never know what kind of history you can find there. I've stumbled upon forgotten cemeteries that contain Civil War soldiers, World War I, World War II soldiers. You just never know. And it's always saddened me to find one that is overgrown as there is no one left to care for it anymore. And some of the old headstones can be quite beautiful and great photography material. Maybe you've always wanted to vacation somewhere you've never been before, like Hawaii or Alaska, and now you can afford to go. Then don't forget your camera. If this is a once-in-a-lifetime trip to someplace new, maybe even the UK or Japan, you certainly want cherished memories in the form of photographs to look back on in your golden years or to share with your children and grandchildren. Now, years ago, when I worked at Radio Shack, I had a couple come in, and they were getting ready to go on their dream vacation to Australia. And they came in to buy some batteries and film or something like that, or, yeah, something like that back in those days. Now, this was a trip they had been planning for for 40 years, and they could finally go now that they were retired. They had an okay point-and-shoot camera, film camera, but since Australia is one place I've always dreamed of visiting, I convinced them that it would be better to take a video camera and make vacation movies to enjoy and share with their family. So yes, I did sell them a new video camera and tapes and spare batteries and a camera bag and all that stuff, but guess what? They came back into my store a few months later after their trip and they thanked me profusely for talking them into the video camera as they got hours and hours of great footage during their 90-day trip down under so they were extremely grateful for me suggesting that to them now wrapping up today's episode there are so many things that you can do to get your creativity jump started again in 2024 and I'm planning on getting myself out there more this year and capturing what I can. And there is nothing stopping you from doing the same. So get your camera out there and shoot. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. 
I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 384 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. If you're not currently a subscriber, why not? It's absolutely free. doesn't cost you more than a second of your time to hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app. Give it a rate and review. Share it out with all your friends and family on social media and elsewhere and ask them to give it a listen. Again, absolutely free. You can listen to the show in your car on the way to and from work. You can listen to it at the office as you're working. The show is work-friendly, so you don't have to worry about that. You can listen to it as you're doing your household chores or working in the yard or whatever the case may be. But go ahead and give it a listen. Now, I also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, turn on all notifications so you don't miss out when new videos are released each week. And uh, also, I want to take a moment to say thank you to the good folks at Magic Mind for sponsoring today's episode and for making me aware of their wonderful shot that is so much better than excessive amounts of caffeine uh, to keep me focused, working, and stress-free all day long. Again, without feeling amped up or crashing later on in the day. So thank you to the good folks at Magic Mind once again. And you can find that information, the link, and the discount code in today's show notes. All right, that's it for this one, folks. I will see you all again next Thursday.